Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis Show, aired every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Cat Cannabis is the international best-selling author of Surviving Cancerland, Intuitive Aspects of Healing, and the host of Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV show. Together, we will explore cutting-edge insights and philosophies in health, wealth, and relationships. Cat's guests will be ordinary people with extraordinary stories. Now, here is your host, Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Welcome to the show tonight, everyone. I have an incredible guest for you, and I know, I know, I say that every time I do this show, but tonight, he, this one is extra special because he has a way of letting magic happen. His name is Dr. Larry Burke, and uh, he does research on breast cancer and warning dreams. He was just published in a leading medical journal and the Huffington Post. His story begins in his hometown at the University of Pittsburgh, where he did his medical school and radiology residency training, and then it just starts to snowball from there. So rather than going through a really long bio with you just listening to me, I'm going to bring him on, and we're going to actually talk about his bio on the air because, yeah, it's just that interesting, and we're going to let the magic happen. So welcome to the show tonight, Dr. Larry Burke. Uh, thanks, Kat, for that wonderful introduction. And, and yes, my website is letmagichappen.com. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He does let me, he doesn't force it and he doesn't make it. He just lets it happen and that pretty much describes Dr. Larry Burke. So, um Larry, you went uh to the University of Pittsburgh and you got into the ground floor of MRIs when they were just beginning to flourish in nineteen eighty five and then um what happened to launch you into a multifaceted adventure into holistic healing well i i think uh, in 1986 during the harmonic convergence i had all kinds of things happen so uh people remember that from 30 years ago uh my dad got cancer and i got interested in the safety of uh, concerns about mri so i decided I wanted to study hypnosis for uh, people with claustrophobia and electromagnetic field effects of MRI led me into studying acupuncture. And then I went to my first metaphysical bookstore. So those four things uh, together and with, with my dad's cancer and guiding him through his, his alternative therapies uh, led me uh, down the holistic rabbit hole, and I started keeping a dream journal then in 19, uh, 30 years ago. Wow. So you've been key- are you still journaling? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So you've been journaling for 30 years, and I, I tell people how important it is to to keep a dream journal because it's your inner self speaking to you. Our, our dreams are often a microcosm of our, our daily life. So then in 1993, you moved to Durham, which was the home of your alma mater, 
Duke University, and the Rhine Research Center, which was formerly the Duke Parapsychology Laboratory. That's right. really cool. So tell us a little bit about that, and and uh, you were the section head there. Yeah, so I was uh, hired to do conventional musculoskeletal radiology, but that wasn't meant to be for some reason. So I, I wound up uh, uh, eventually co-founding the, the Duke Center for Integrative Medicine, and then after I left Duke in 2004, I, I went on to be the board president at the Ryan Research Center and did some some parapsychology research with medical intuitives uh, before I got into the uh, really seriously into the dream research. So you actually pursued parapsychology research in intuitive diagnosis. Give us a little example of what that is for our listeners who are going, what in the world is parapsychology research and uh, what is intuitive diagnosis? Well, I worked with a number of talented medical intuitives who can essentially do a medical diagnosis like I would do on an MRI scan uh, without even having to be in the room necessarily or, or look at the patient. Uh, they could do it from 100 miles away and tell me exactly what was going on in their body. And, and that that was quite astounding to me when I, when I first <laughs> discovered that that was actually possible. It actually happened to me back in 86 in a dream. I had a, a medical intuitive uh Revelation about my dad's cancer two weeks before it uh, it happened in one of my dreams. So uh, that was my first introduction to dreams and, and any kind of diagnosis and any kind of medical in- intuition. Uh, it almost sounds a little bit um, like, like the Silva mind control. You remember in in the medical intuitive readings that that people taking the Silva mind control, just in case some of our yep. listeners. Uh, took those classes, so uh, basically that's what you were pursuing in the parapsychology research and intuitive diagnosis, right? Yep, that uh, was my. I never actually took the solo training, but I, I had heard about their their casework, uh, and, and I was intrigued by that. And mm-hmm. then I found a number of other teachers uh, and intuitives since then who, who can do it. But what I find that for most normal people who aren't, you know, uh, obviously psychic in waking life that they can get access to their intuition most easily through dreams, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because I, I actually took that Silva Mind Control class, and I did some intuitive medical um, scans, as it were, on, on people. And what they did was they just gave us a piece of paper, and um, we we read the person's uh, name and their age, and uh, the person that knew that person or or was related to that person was sitting across from us. And I remember I had a piece of paper that, that uh, said, this person is in pain. That's all they said. And, and I scanned, doing exactly what you did with this parapsychology research and intuitive diagnosis, that there was a rash going from his waist down his leg. And the woman kept saying, oh, don't focus on that. It's nothing. It's nothing. Um, and I, so finally the instructor came over and said, is there a rash going down this man's leg from his waist? And she said, well, yeah, I just put baby powder on it. And I said, uh, the guy has shingles. And that's the pain through his whole body. And mm. it was like, oh, my gosh. She goes, I, you know, the doctors couldn't couldn't tell us what was wrong, but now that you're saying that, I, I think it might be true. So it just goes to show you there really is something in this intuitive diagnosis. So yeah. eventually, Dr. Larry Burke, you became a founding member 
of the American Board of Scientific Medical Intuition and the Rhine Board President for a whole year. So what were you yeah, I doing with Nor- while Norm- you were doing that? Norm Sheely and Carolyn Mace on the on that uh, the uh, the board, um, which was designed to certify medical intuitives. And my first intuitive teacher was actually Winter Robinson, and I've actually started doing workshops with her teaching medical intuition uh, at the Monroe Institute, and that's on my information on my website if anyone's interested in that. So. And so Carolyn Mace was the author of, uh, was it uh, Anatomy of a Soul? Anatomy, Anatomy of, of the Soul? Spirits and oh. Creation of Health with Norm Sheely, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing books. So then you wrote the book, uh, Let Magic Happen. Uh, tell us a little bit about your book. Well, the subtitle is Adventures in Healing with a Holistic Radiologist. So I, I basically go through and talk about my 30-year journey from straight radiology into holistic medicine. There's chapters on uh, dreams and on uh, acupuncture and hypnosis and emotional freedom techniques, which is what I currently specialize in in my practice. I combine dream work with with EFT and hypnosis, I don't do acupuncture anymore. My wife does that. Mm-hmm. So you're still doing this now, though. You're 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 combining the dreams and and uh, diagnosis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's so a, then, there's a nice um, tec- uh, have you heard of the technique? There's the dream to freedom technique that Bob Haas from the International Association for Study of Dreams promotes, where you tap use EFT to tap on the worst uh, uh, worst images from your dream the night before and helps you create emotional breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I always said that, that nightmares are actually gifts in disguise because it's really easy to forget a nice, warm, fuzzy dream, but it's almost impossible to forget a nightmare. You know, it'll stay with you for years. And so tapping uh, yeah. into that, I can I can definitely see where that would give you a breakthrough because with, with my dreams, you know, the scary clowns and, yep, and um, totally. you know, all those, the, those were uh, tremendous breakthroughs. So now we're getting down to the really interesting part of of uh this show and that and that's where we want to talk about your research study involving 18 women whose dreams diagnosed breast cancer and this was published in a leading medical journal and also just lately in the Huffington Post. So tell us a little bit about this research. Uh, well, it came about because three of my friends told me about their dreams of breast cancer that caused them to go get uh, evaluated by their doctor. And the first one, the mammogram was normal, uh, and sh- and she insisted on an ultrasound, which was positive. The second one uh, had no symptoms either, but when she went, the mammogram was positive. And the third one um, had a dream, went to the doctor, even had some symptoms like uh, tenderness, and the doctor dismissed it as normal, and she had um, metastatic cancer three years later and, and died. So she's the only one of the women in the study who who died. So everyone else who acted on their dreams and, and successfully is still alive to talk, tell about it. Wow, that, that's amazing. Was it difficult to find the 18 women that you used in your study? Well, it was, it was actually harder than I thought it was going to be um, because... Uh, I had known from Wanda Birch's research that, uh, which was just informal, she's one of the women in the study also, and, and she had surveyed one breast cancer support group and found that half of the half of nineteen uh, of twenty women had 
this kind of dream before their diagnosis. So I thought, gosh, if there's 10 people in one breast cancer support group, there's going to be thousands of them out there. But unfortunately, I couldn't uh, get uh, access to the breast cancer support networks because I'm not a breast imager or a breast surgeon or, or a breast cancer survivor, and it's, it's pretty much of a closed circle. So unfortunately, there are no breast cancer support groups represented in the study. That will have to wait for a future study when we have some funding from uh, major uh, research foundations or the, or the NIH. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from your lips to God's ears, and let's uh, let's let that magic happen. <laughs> yeah. And I'll bet it will. So what you know when you were doing this research, was there something that that kind of astounded you? Was there was there a single thread that was running through all eighteen of these women's dreams? Well, I think the first thing was that that most of the, uh, the great majority of the women, when they had this kind of vivid dream, it just compelled them that they had to take some action. I mean, it wasn't like a vague dream where they were sort of going, eh, you know, I'm not sure what this is. It's like when, when a messenger comes in the dream and tells you you have breast cancer, uh, what are you going to do? You, you have to get it checked out. And that would be the first pretty amazing thing. The second thing was that some of the women were able to actually tell where exactly where the cancer was, like in which breast and, and, and where. And, and that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Mm. That is amazing. For those of you listening in right now, you might hear some crackling on the line that uh, comes and goes. I'm up here on Cape Cod, and we're having a big storm moving in. So uh, that that's what the noise is. It was not on there when... Dr. Larry Burke and I started the show, and it may actually get worse before we finish. But, um, uh, you know, I, uh, for those of you listening, I was one of the research uh, patients that Dr. Larry Burke was um, uh, writing about. And what, when he says that, you, that, that the, the patients were compelled to do something um, to see if what they were dreaming was really true, that's almost like an understatement. It drives you. The dream would drive you because one of the things that happened is it was a recurrent dream or a recurrent nightmare. In other words, the dream wouldn't leave you alone. It wouldn't stop. It was during the day. It was at night. And so you felt compelled to go and do something about it to make the dream stop or to to research it. Because, you know, Larry, um, when it came right down to it, I would have much preferred to have believed my doctors. They were telling me I was healthy to go home when the mammograms were showing nothing, the blood tests were showing nothing, their physical exams were showing nothing. I wanted to believe them more than you can imagine, and yet I knew there's this knowing versus this belief. Belief is where, you know, you you are going on blind faith, as it were, but when you know, it's because you're experiencing it. And in my case, you know, these monks came into the dream, took my hand, placed it on my breast and said, you have breast cancer right there. Go back to your doctor. So it wasn't universal symbolism and they weren't speaking in prose. They were speaking just like you and I are talking right now. And especially uh, when someone's, uh, uh, some of the other folks in the study, particularly Wanda and uh, report having a relative come back and tell you, like a 
uh, someone who just recently passed over, uh, mother or, or father or, or grandparent. And that's interesting when you think about the breast cancers, you know, often passed down genetically through through family history. To have one of those people, maybe someone who even died of breast cancer, coming back and telling you, hey, you need mm-hmm. to get sick. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know in my case, um, it was my mother who had died of colon cancer about six months earlier, and she didn't come into my dream and tell me that I had the breast cancer. She popped into my dream took my hands in her hands and said, you are going to be just fine. And I remember waking up from my dream going, I'm going to be just fine? Well, what's wrong with me? And this was before I had even gone in for the mammograms that were telling me I was healthy. Three mammograms, three blood tests, three physical exams, until I finally had the feather dream, which is in my book, Surviving Cancer Land. And, you know, when we were at the IASD in uh, uh was it Virginia Beach or was it yep. over in L.A. where I dressed up as Alice in Wonderland and my spirit guide? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People, people kept walking up to the back of me and speaking to the mask that was plastered on the back of my head. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk um, more about these diagnostic dreams that – that diagnose breast cancer, but it's not only breast cancer that is diagnosed. So don't go away. We're going to be right back. Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. She's an international best-selling author and Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind. Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Did you know that you can use your own radio show to promote your business and become a celebrity in your area or industry? Do you have a great idea for a radio show or a passion that you would like to share with other like-minded people? The Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio and TV hosts Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their Writer's Workshop Intensive to get writing and get published. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Welcome back, everyone. And for those of you just tuning in, we have Dr. Larry Burke with us tonight who lets magic happen in his research on breast cancer and warning dreams. He just had his work published in a leading medical journal and... um, also on the Huffington Post. So welcome back, Larry, and uh, tell us a little bit about how we can find your information. Uh, yeah, the uh, the paper that was published in Explorer Journal is on my website. It's either uh, letmagichappen.com or, or larryburkemd.com. Either one of those will get you the paper. If you just uh, Google Huffington Post and uh, Dreams That Warn of Breast Cancer, um, you can also find it that way. Great. So uh, are you also doing research, or have you heard of any dreams that weren't necessarily about breast cancer? Because I know that, that your research has been focusing on that. But have you heard of dreams that diagnose maybe other types of illnesses? 
uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my first introduction to Ashley, this was my, my colleague, uh, Polly Delavitt, uh, here at Duke, who had uh, cancer of the tongue uh, diagnosed with uh, spiders crawling out of her mouth. And then when the biopsy was negative, Hot Lips Houlihan and one of the surgeons from Mass showed up in her dream and told her uh, to go back and get another biopsy. <laughs> and and what did face. she have? Uh, and she had cancer of the tongue, yeah. And, uh, oh, my word. Very hard to diagnose, and it's in the back of her tongue, and it took several biopsies to finally get it. But, but yeah, she had all these amazing dreams, and she kept dream diaries. She, her whole room was stacked with dream, <laughs> dream diaries, and, and, and she was a self-healer and went on for, I think, 15 years with cancer of the tongue and outlived her prognosis by a decade at least. So I'm guided mainly by her dreams. And so that was my very first introduction. Then she told me about Healing Dreams by Mark uh, Ian Barash, which was the first book I read on the subject. So, so that got me started. He had several stories about breast cancer in there, as well as he had diagnosed his own thyroid cancer in dreams. Uh, wow. And then we have, we have other examples of melanoma, colon cancer, lung cancer, uh, brain cancer. Uh, it's pretty much across the spectrum right now, prostate cancer, everything. So uh, Hot Lips Houlihan came in with another surgeon from MASH and told her that, that uh, you know, to get back to her doctors. And, and so that almost brings us to the the question or, or the idea, if if we are not keeping a dream journal, how would we know? if we had dreams that could save our lives. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, it's clearly the, uh, it's simply a basic thing for people to um, to get in the habit of doing. However, even for people who aren't keeping a dream di- uh, diary, if you have one dream that wakes you up in the middle of the night or a recurring dream, you better at least write that one down. Yeah, I agree. Um, because one of the things about these diagnostic dreams is they're recurring. That means that you've got a message. The, the the nightmare is the call to action. And the recurrence is you've got a message that you're not getting. So your inner selves, your spirit guides, your guardian angels, uh, we're all born with them. They're an innate gift. They're giving you a message that you're not getting. So they keep giving it to you over and over and over again until you get it. And, you know, Dr. Larry Burke, I really believe that – Sometimes we we get these diseases in our life, but it's not really our time to go yet. Or like I I wrote in my book, if it, it if it were my time to die, when the doctors missed my breast cancer the second time and it was stage four, then my spirit guides wouldn't bother to come into my dreams and give me these diagnostic dreams. They would just you know let that train screaming out of control in my life, just go over, you know, the side of the mountain, and they wouldn't bother to tell me until it was too late. But when you've got a dream that's waking you up and saying, you've got a disease, get back to your doctors, go without an appointment, and go now, it, you know, there's got to be something to it. Yeah, and I think dreams are just reemerging now after being buried for uh, for decades. Uh, when you think about it, that. You know, the, the god of medicine in ancient Greece was Asclepius, who had the dream temples. And, and mm-hmm. you know, the, the symbol of the medical profession is the, the Asclepian staff with the sn- one snake around it, um, uh, sometimes confused with the hermetic staff, which has two snakes around it. Um, but 
the um, and then Freud and Jung made their whole careers on dreams, and and yet when I talk to psychotherapists now, I give lectures to them on different topics, and I ask how many of them keep a dream journal themselves. It's like less than 10 percent, and then you can imagine if they're not even keeping it themselves, then then they're probably not suggesting any of their patients keep a dream diary, and it's just like a a hugely lost resource. You know? So uh, tell our audience uh, what your plans are for the near future. Are you planning to be speaking anywhere where they could come and and listen to you? Um, yeah, I am. Um, uh, the first uh, uh, um, the place in, in November, I'm, I'm doing a workshop at, at the Monroe uh, Institute uh, with Winter Robinson's called Medical Intuition and, and Symbolic Diseases where we have people keep a dream diary uh, while they're learning their medical intuition process. So that's all combined. That's been so popular that we're doing it again uh, in May and, and, and next year in November uh, and expanding it from a, a long weekend to a whole week uh, program. So that that's information is all on my website. So that's going to be fun. And then I'm speaking at the Ryan Research Center on November 20th on on the dream uh, breast cancer dream research, and cool. that's if you go to Ryan.org, you can get that information. Just R H I N E, like the uh, the wine or or, or, the, or the river in in, in Germany, and um, they have telecasts, so you can actually watch their conferences uh, live uh, on Friday nights, and they have famous psychics and scientists from all over the world presenting there. So that's and if you join the Rhine, you can for a nominal fee, you you can listen to all the previous. Uh, Telcast for the last three years for free in, in the archives. So that's that's a really good resource for people to know about. That sounds like an excellent resource. And how can people find your book again for those that may have tuned in late? Yeah, just to go to LarryBurkeMD.com uh, or um, go to LetMagicHappen.com, and it's on Amazon. That's great. So um, uh, is there anything that we're like – down to our last four minutes this just went so quickly oh my gosh and we've got somebody who just called in so let me pull them on really quick okay. we're down to our last four minutes and we'll, sure. we'll end this uh radio show mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the question from our guests so hold on Great. um 310 uh caller 310 you are live right now do you have a question for dr larry burke uh yes i do um i know he's doing um a uh, a study, and I just wondered how other doctors perceive um, the study. Are, are they are they um, perceiving it well, or are they scoffing at it, or how how are they how are they reacting? Mm, that's a great um, question. A good question. Yeah, I, I think um, I've been working hard to get it on some of their radar screens. Uh, it depends on what kind of doctor you talk to. Christian Northrup is. My favorite promoter of the whole study, she helped recruit patients for it, and she's been posting on her website. And uh, and Alyssa Rankin is, is, is another holistic uh, woman's doctor. So those they're both uh, uh, really big supporters of the, of the project. And then I have a couple holistic breast imagers who are interested in it. Uh, there's a small cadre of, of us holistic radiologists out there, and we're growing a little bit every day as, as the system gets more and more dysfunctional and the and the confusion around mammography gets bigger and bigger. This is a, a perfect opportunity to get the word on dreams out to the world wh- when women are totally confused about w- when to get their next mammogram. And 
my dream teacher, Marcia Emery, um, said that when she announced me when I was giving my talk at the ISD, she said, well, she's 75 and she never had a mammogram in her life because she assumed she would have a dream if she had cancer. And that was that's a pretty extreme position, and certainly some of my physician colleagues aren't ready for that position, but I would think that that down the road it would be helpful to have women keeping dream diaries just to prompt them if, you know, how often do they need these screening studies, if at all, you know, and, and that's mm-hmm. going to become a, a hot point of debate in the next few years, I think. Well, I I think that another thing is that, you know, if you're keeping a dream journal and you're watching your health through your dreams, in a way it's preventative because no cancer starts out full-blown. It always becomes uh, cancerous from a precancerous state. So just imagine if you could could, uh, keep track of your health in your dream journals and then go to your doctor's when your cancer has not progressed to a full-blown cancer, and you can get it in the precancer state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are down to our last uh, 30 seconds, so I just want to thank our caller for calling in with that, that fabulous question. And I would like to thank Dr. Larry Burke for coming on to the radio show tonight to let his magic happen with his research on breast cancer and warning dreams that, again, have been published in leading medical journals and also the Huffington Post. And uh, Dr. Larry Burke, we would love to have you come on again at some time to uh, give us an update on your research and all of the other things that you are doing uh, for women. Well, well, n- now it's it's my turn to do something for my wife. So we're going ballroom to our ballroom dance lesson and learn learn the Viennese waltz. So. Oh my gosh, the Viennese waltz! That's beautiful. So, uh, what else uh, do you do? You do anything else for your wife? Oh well, uh, we garden together too. We have a big permaculture garden. Ooh, that sounds beautiful. Well, thank you again so much for coming on the show and and enjoy your dancing lessons. And uh, we look forward to having you on uh, our radio show again. So good night, everybody. This is Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis uh, telling you to tune in again next Wednesday when we are going to be having a Hay House author on, so you don't want to miss that show. Thank you again, Dr. Larry Burke, for being with us. And uh, good night, everyone. Thanks, Kat. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis Show. If you would like to comment or have an idea for the show or have a question for Kat or one of her guests, please visit her on Facebook at Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. This show and previous shows are archived on Blog Talk Radio, accessible from survivingcancerland.com and accessyourinnerguide.com. Join us again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Until then, have a great week. Kat, you still there? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.